0: yo yo what's up we're back everybody what's up what's up how's everybody doing welcome to another episode of the isaiah kid podcast welcome back welcome back welcome back um so long week right long week um I gave you guys uh, some NBA content. I hope everybody th- out, out there is doing pretty fine. I'm well. I'm your humble and highly f- highly favored host, Isaiah Kitt. Excuse me. Saturday pod, so you know how we give it up. I don't want to be long, though. That's the thing. I don't want to be long. I know some people, I know some of you guys, you guys favor The long podcast where I give you guys a lot of content, a lot of in-depth analysis. And I know my analysis is pretty good, right? I know it's pretty good. Uh, But I don't want to hold you guys too long. And I know there is a portion of you guys that, uh, you know, you like the short and condensed segments with, you know, good in-depth analysis, but not too in-depth. Some of you guys like it. Some of you guys don't. Okay. Right? But I hope you, like I said, I hope everybody there is doing fine and well. And so there was another day of quarterback carousel controversy. A lot of news to the, you know, to decipher and break down Russell Wilson. He mentioned the Cowboys and three other teams. I'm going to get to that. Um, Deshaun Watson has made it abundantly clear. That he wants out of Houston and doesn't, he does not want to play another game. But let's start with the NBA because on my previous episode, I mentioned LeBron and I talked about how LeBron is aiming and trying to get his fifth MVP. And I told you guys. I, I and this is this is this is just my opinion. I don't have any inside sources telling me this or feeding me this information, but this is just my opinion. I think LeBron's a little pissed off. Um, and you know, feels kind of slighted that he has not won an MVP in eight years. And this is a, I must say, this is a good year for LeBron to win MVP. Now, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a break down and discuss why. I think this is LeBron's best chance to get MVP and how it can help him. Because I, and I and I basically already told you guys how it could help LeBron winning his fifth MVP. Now you guys know if you're if you're a regular listener of the podcast, you guys all know that I think LeBron James is the second greatest player of all time. I don't think he's the GOAT. A lot of people like the a lot of people like to bash me and criticize me, like, oh, and you know, oh my God, you're hating on LeBron, and oh my God, he's the greatest. Po- he's, I, in my opinion, he's not. He's just not. Um, no, he's not. But a lot of people say, oh, I'm hating. I'm hating on LeBron. I'm not hating. <laughs> it, it, you, you even got to be like this. You even got to say LeBron's the goat, or you're just hating if you think otherwise. Like no, no, I love LeBron, and I tell I tell people I tell people this all the time. LeBron is my favorite player. He is my favorite player, but I do not think he's the greatest player to ever play basketball. But that's neither here or there. A fifth MVP, yes, it can strengthen LeBron's go case, and I'm not so much I'm not so much worried about the you know, like. What does this mean if LeBron's able to win his 5th MVP? It'd be amazing. It'd be great. Year 18, we have not seen somebody in their 18th season in NBA score at the level that LeBron James is scoring at. Um he, he you know, his obviously his production is still I mean high, sky high. His his production is still relatively higher than anybody else in year 18 to ever play in the NBA. So Obviously, it would be amazing. It would be amazing. And it'd just be, it'd just add more credence to LeBron's longevity and durability. Something that we all know LeBron is great at. We all know LeBron has longevity and he's, he's, he's arguably had the long, he's had the longest prime. We all know that LeBron is one of the more durable athletes not just in basketball but in sports period so i'm not so much concerned oh my god what is this fifth mvp do, do, do you know does for lebron it don't, i don't know it's it's, it's obviously it's going to help his legacy but i'm gonna tell you why this is the perfect year for lebron to win mvp secondly for well let's just let's just go off of this first one of the first reasons why i think this is the good a good year for lebron to win mvp first this has this has been a odd NBA season. This is a strange NBA season. Um, like the games and the scheduling is condensed. It's like all jumbled in together. And and quite frankly, if you look at the other MVP candidates, you have Joel Embiid, who I, I mean, at this point. Looks like the MVP because LeBron has lost. I think LeBron, in my opinion, I think LeBron has lost the lead. But you look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, he's missed some. He's missed almost. He, he's missed games already. He's missed games. He's missed a lot of games already. You look at Nikola Jokic. I mean, he's putting up dominant numbers. He's putting up some phenomenal numbers. But Denver isn't winning enough. I look at James Harden, who has ascended up the MVP list, and he is playing phenomenal basketball. But we have to see if that continues when Kevin Durant comes back. And I just I'm just looking at this odd year that it, that we're playing in as far as the NBA season. The schedule's more condensed. Um nobody, nobody in particular. Is running away with the MVP award like last year? Last year, you know, according to the media members that voted on the MVP award, Giannis ran away with the award last year. Giannis ran away with the award last year. But there's no, there's no, there's no particular candidate that's running away with the award. And if there was any candidate that could run away with the award, it's LeBron James. And so that's my first reason. This is a strange and odd year. And it it just opens the door. It just opens the floodgates even more for LeBron James to win MVP. Now, my second reason why I think this is a really good chance this is the year for LeBron to win MVP is I already mentioned it. He has no Anthony Davis. If LeBron is able to now, mind you, Anthony Davis is he's already missed time. But if LeBron is able to turn around this, you know, because th- the Lakers have had a bad stretch. They've had a bad stretch. They have. But if LeBron is able to turn around this bad stretch before Anthony Davis returns, I think this, he can recapture the lead in the MVP race and ultimately it can only strengthen and bonify his MVP case. But so far, the Lakers have not looked great without Anthony Davis. And I'm going to touch more base. I'm gonna, I'm going to touch a little bit more on that. But so far, the Lakers have not looked they have not looked so good with Anthony Davis. Or without him. Excuse me. Without him they haven't looked so good. So that's the second reason. The third reason why I think this is like the perfect year for LeBron to win MVP. It seems like there's a, like a couple weeks ago, it seems like there's a book, bu- a big media push for LeBron to win MVP. There, it seems like there's a big media push for LeBron to win his fifth MVP. And like I said, it's nothing wrong with that, but it just seems like it's a big push for him to win his fifth MVP. And I'm not mad at it, but it's the perfect opportunity to cash in. Those are my three reasons why I think this is the perfect opportunity for LeBron and MVP this year. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. The Lakers have been losing. They they you know they've been on a losing skid. Um, I think they sh- they should be able to beat Portland. Um, I I don't know the outcome of that game, but you got when you guys when this podcast is out, you guys would know the outcome of the game. But I think the Lakers should be able to beat Portland because Portland's been struggling here and there. They've been struggling a little bit now. But LeBron James, does it help his case at all if the Lakers continue to struggle without Anthony Davis and then Anthony Davis comes back and then they start winning again? Does that help LeBron's MVP case? Because I'm willing to argue that it doesn't it doesn't because i know a lot of you, i know a lot of you lebron lovers you often throw out well look at the team's record without lebron look at the team's record without lebron lebron is undoubtedly the most valuable player in basketball that was very true but right now at this moment look at the lakers record without anthony davis and he and if he comes back or when he comes back and they start winning again does that does that help LeBron's case especially while he was out they lost they lost they 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 lost a lot of games they struggled they struggled does that help LeBron's case? I don't think it does I don't think it does because you you date back you look back and you date back the last year. Even though I thought LeBron James was the best player on the Lakers last year, Anthony Davis led the Lakers in every statistical category except assists. He he led them in every statistical category except assists, and they won a the championship with Anthony Davis. So then you you know no AD this year for a good portion of the year, and the Lakers struggle and then he comes back, and then the Lakers start winning again. I don't know if that helps LeBron's case. I think it kind of hurts because the optics and the narrative would be, oh, look at, you know, Anthony Davis came back, played well, and the Lakers start winning again. Doesn't, necessar- doesn't necessarily help LeBron's case for MVP. Not saying that he can't win it. Not saying that he won't win it. I think he, ultimately, I think he will but let's go down the list of candidates. Joel Embiid, like I said, Joel Embiid is playing great basketball. I am so excited for Joel Embiid because I, I I I watch I, I, I root for Kansas a lot in college basketball. And I like Kansas. And I can remember Joel Embiid and his time at, at Kansas. And I I remember like him emerging into his big time star at Kansas. And I and since ever since he stepped into the NBA, obviously Joel Embiid has been a really good player since he's been in the NBA. A really good player. But now he is fully tapping in into his potential. The 76ers, they put some more shooting around him. Uh, Doc Rivers, I gotta give some credit to Doc Rivers. Um and Joel Embiid is playing great basketball, and he's in the best shape of his life. Now, I must say, what if Joel Embiid misses 25 games? Because he's already missed a number of games, so it's quite plausible that he miss that he's gonna miss twenty five games. Does that does that help Joel and Joel Embiid, or does that hurt Joel Embiid's MVP case? Miss twenty five games out of seventy two. Does that help him? I don't know. I don't know. It's like I said, it's a strange year. And I think the MVP race, I think ultimately, I think the MVP race is going to come down to the last day. It's going to literally come down to the last day of the year. So I don't know if that strengthens or if that hurts Joel Embiid's case. I look at a guy like James Harden. James Harden, I, a couple weeks ago, I pointed out how James Harden has just unleashed the beast. And so many people were surprised, but I i was not surprised. I mean, this is who James Harden has always been. James Harden has always been a great playmaker. He's always been an elite playmaker. he thats That was his role in Oklahoma City. Coming off the bench, even though he was coming off the bench and he wasn't like the superstar that he is today, that was James Harden's role in Oklahoma City. Coming off the bench, and being a great playmaker because Durant obviously scores. Westbrook is a shoot shoot first type of guy. We know that. Westbrook's a gunner. So so ultimately Harden was the playmaker and he was a great playmaker. And I think people, I think people they got so enamored with his scoring and they saw how much he can score, score, score in Houston, they forgot that Harden Really, it, 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 he's really a versatile offensive player. in In Brooklyn right now, he is showing you, hey, I can do it both. I can get thirty, or I can create for others and lead the league in assists. And it's, it, this and this wouldn't be his first time leading the league in assists. And right now, he's averaging twenty five and eleven. He's he's twenty five points per night and leading the league in assists. And and by the way. Brooklyn don't lose. Brooklyn's on an eight-game winning streak now. Brooklyn's on a I think they're on an eight-game, nine-game winning streak. It's incredible to see what they're doing. And I think in Harden, and James Harden is a big part of that. He's a big reason to that. He's a big reason. Sorry. Sorry. But he's a big reason. He's a big he's a big part of that. Uh, I look at like I said. I look at Nikola Jokic. His numbers are crazy, but the Nuggets are not winning. They're not winning quite enough games. My preseason pick was Luka Doncic. Um, I'm 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 pretty sure that he was a lot of people's preseason pick. The Mavericks have underachieved. They're in the 10th spot. So you know, I don't. Luka's not going to win it like i said Steph Curry i mean he has the warriors in 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 a he has the warriors in the playoff picture in the western conference with that roster i think they're sitting at 19 and 15 and i think they're like in the sixth the sixth or fifth spot so that's pretty good but i don't know if curry is going to win enough games i don't know if he's going to win enough games so ultimately we have a wide open mvp race and this is lebron's Best chance to win MVP. This is this is a great year for LeBron to win MVP. It's such a strange year. It's an odd year. It's gonna come the, the MVP race, it's ultimately gonna come down to the last day because nobody's running away with it. I think it's this is LeBron's MVP to lose for sure. LeBron's MVP to lose for sure. Okay, so as mentioned. Already, Russell Wilson, um, the court, you know, drama kind of brewing in Seattle. It's kind of died down a little bit, a little bit, a little tad bit, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, <laughs> so Russell Wilson and his his team came out and said, hey, Russell don't want to. He, he doesn't want to trade. He hasn't. So Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade. It has not gotten as toxic. Um, well, the relationship is not as damaged as it is in Houston with Deshaun Watson. Russell Wilson doesn't have any problems with ownership, but he did point out his concerns as far as you know wanting protection and uh, the offensive line, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been he's been he's he, he, you know he's been the most hit quarterback in the sport ever. He's been the most sack quarterback in the sport ever and I got and you guys I, I already highlighted to you guys on the, those reasons why you know a lot of people try to say oh well look at Russell Wilson's play style." that's that's true that's very true but I also former players have came out and said it Brandon Marshall has he's come out and said it there's no intermediate there's no in between the Seahawks don't have a short game. So when you got a drop back and you're waiting for progressions and your players, your receivers have to get down the field, you're going to have to hold on to the ball. You're going to have to hold on to the ball long enough, ultimately, and that could lead to some sacks. So a lot of people like to blame that on Russ, but that's another that's another systematically, you know, philosophy change that must happen, you know. You gotta add an intermediate and short game or short passing game to your offense. It you just can't be all big shots, big shots, big shots. That's Neeper Hill though. So Russell Wilson, like I said, hasn't demanded a trade. But his but 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 he has a list of four teams that he would consider going to. And those four teams are the Dallas Cowboys. The Chicago Bears, the the Las Vegas Raiders, and the New Orleans Saints. So, as you can imagine, uh, you guys all know that Sierra is Russell Wilson's wife, and you all, you guys all know Sierra is a big time entertainer. Um, so and you know, living in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. You know, you, you you can you can notice the four teams that that was listed, Dallas, Las Vegas, Chicago, New Orleans, big time cities, uh, you know, <laughs> bigger, bigger and easy, you know, feasible to get to as far as, you know, entertainment and so forth. So you got you guys see the trend there. You see the trend there Um, in all. And you think about the four teams, not just like geographically, but you actually think about the teams for Russell Wilson's sake. Uh, Saint the New Orleans Saints, not a bad fit. You know, great defense, you know, a pretty good a pretty good roster. Um, now they're they're in salary cap hell, so I don't know how that would work out, but they you know, pretty good roster, so you see why. Um Oakland I mean oh, I was about to say Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders um John Gruden is a great offensive mind um Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback Derek Carr uh I don't talk much about Derek Carr on this podcast enough um but he's a he's a he's a solid quarterback he and he's not the Raiders problems uh Derek Derek Carr is not he's not one of the Raiders problems but <laughs> if I was offered Russell Wilson, or if I had the opportunity to get Russell Wilson, sorry to dirt Car, but I'm taking that chance. And so offensively, the Raiders have a lot of pieces to play with. Um, uh, Darren Waller being one of those off, you know, being one of the better tight ends in football. The Raiders have one of the best offensive lines in football when healthy. Uh, Josh Jacobs is pretty good receive. Uh, is a pretty good running back. They got a lot of talent everywhere in offense. Defense still got defense still needs some patchwork. They need to draft better on defense. The Chicago Bears, oh my God, that's that's just that's just, that's a Chicago Bears dream. That's a, that's a Chicago Bears fan dream to finally have a franchise quarterback. And I don't I, I, like the the Chicago Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback for a very long time. They I don't even, like for a very long time. And don't give me Jay Cutler, please don't. Well, don't, don't don't try to feed me Jay Cutler. It, Jay Cutler was not a franchise quarterback, okay? He, 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 they were paying him like one, but that was the problem. They were paying him like one. He wasn't producing like one. He's not a franchise quarterback. So the Chicago Bears have been missing a franchise quarterback for a very long time. Um, So, yeah. <laughs> they would love, they would die to have Russell Wilson. They're eager for a quarterback. Nagy is eager for a quarterback upgrade. Right? And we always think about, like, Chicago and that defense because, you know, usually Chicago has a good defense. Usually. Most times or not, Chicago's. the Chicago Bears have a a lot of playmakers and a lot of good players, and they usually have a good defensive unit. And we just automatically think about, wow, what if this defense had an offense they can actually rely on and a quarterback that, you know, can make plays, a playmaker, that's Russell Wilson, right? That'll be every Bears fan dream, right? But then you get the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones, billionaire owner, 78 years of age. The Dallas Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. They haven't gone to an NFC championship in 25 years. They've always had talented rosters. I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, it's not like it is. This is the thing. It's not like the Cowboys haven't had talented rosters. They have had a lot of talent and a lot of Pro Bowlers over since they have won their last Super Bowl, all the way up to now. The Cowboys have. They have had so many Pro Bowlers and so many. You know, they they've they've trapped they I mean, relatively speaking, they've drafted not they like they they haven't drafted bad players. Like they've drafted some really good players, and still have yet to get over that hump. Well, Jerry Jones right now is in a contract dilemma and a dispute, uh, in a contract dispute where i I thought the I thought Jerry Jones um and the Cowboys should have been got this deal done. I thought they should have been got this deal done. I mean, they're they're, li- they're like I I don't I don't know what this says about Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones or Dak's agent, but they they were literally arguing and disputing over the amount of years. I think the Cowboys wanted five years, Dak wanted four years, and that was literally the holdup and the reason why a deal did not get done. Tough luck. That's that's tough. So it, it it just shows you how this thing has been going. But in Jerry, Jerry's like I said, Jerry is seventy-eight. Time waits on no man. Jerry is seventy-eight and he wants to win another Super Bowl. Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback. Russell Wilson is an MVP caliber quarterback. Now, doesn't have he hasn't received not one MVP vote in his career, but he is ultimately. The Dallas Cowboys if you know, and I don't and I'm not saying Russell Wilson's probably not going to get traded. So let me just say that. Uh, I've been talking about this this topic for 8 minutes now. Let me just say that. I told you guys it before uh, and, and, and you know, in the first half. Russell Wilson has not demand, uh, demanded a trade yet. But if he was and if the Cowboys are brave enough and they want to take a risk, which Jerry has been doing. That's how Jerry became a billionaire because he took risk. Then you take a risk and you get a 32 year old Russell Wilson. You get a 32 year old Russell Wilson who take care who take cares of his body. He spends a lot of money on his body. It's almost like um, let me think, the TB12 method, right? He spends a lot of money on his body. So he's not gonna be out of shape and he's not gonna be a bad looking 36, 35, 36, 37 year old quarterback. No, he takes care of himself. He eats the right things. Off season regiment on point. If you're the Cowboys, you gotta take a chance. Because this Dak thing, I mean, I I I you guys know I like Dak, but this Dak contract dispute, it's it's how how far can you get on this thing? How far can you get on this thing, okay? How far can you get? I mean, come on. Let the Cowboys throw in a couple first rounders. And that's another thing. The Cowboys probably the, the Cowboys are probably the best fit. Out of out of all the four teams, the Cowboys are the best, are probably the best fit. They have the they have a hot they have the highest draft pick out of any of the four teams. So they so their draft picks matter more. Their draft picks have more value than the other three teams. The Cowboys could offer up two first-rounders this year, next year, maybe Ezekiel Elliott because we all know Pete Curl loves to run the football, and he wants a power back. What better back to get than Ezekiel Elliott to resurrect resurrect his career, whatever he has left in the tank. Maybe you trade him for Dak. Just explore your options if you're the Cowboys Uh, because – like, this is a chance. This is a risk that, that Jerry Jones need to take, I feel like. This is a risk that Jerry Jones need to take. And once again, hey, Russell Wilson in Dallas doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't sound too bad. It's, it's, it actually sounds pretty good to me. Jerry Jones, Russell Wilson in the cowboy uniform, I like that a lot. Hey, y'all, what do you mean? Okay, you want some new sportswear? You want some new sports apparel? You want to rep your favorite team? What are you waiting for? Go over to the 47 brand. They have up to a 30% sale right now. Up to a 30% sale right now at the 47 brand. They have your favorite teams. It don't matter what sport, what league. It can be college football. It can be NBA, NFL, MLB, um, NHL. It does not matter. The 47 brand has it. Go over there. Rep your favorite team don't miss out on that sale the 47 brand okay so welcome back i know i just had that ad welcome back to the, to the azek podcast so superstar soccer player salata ibrahimovic and i said that correctly <laughs> salata ibrahimovic is a superstar soccer player or football player i should say um He's very, he played He played for the LA Galaxy. Now he plays for Fs he plays for AC Milan. Um, And I know, I know, I'm not, no, no, I'm going to tell you guys this. I'm going to be honest. I'm not like the, the huge soccer guy. So I don't want to come off as a soccer expert. But I do know Salata Ibrahimović, and he is a very braggadocious, very opinion, I, I should say, Opinionated athlete, he's really cool, and he has that swagger to himself. And he's he's like I said, and he's outspoken. And you know, he says what's on his mind. And I know, you know, I know the background. You know, L.A. Galaxy. He was he played for the L.A. Galaxy a little bit for about like two years or so. Um, MLS. They tried. The, they they put a they put an they put a lot of money into Salata. So I know him a little bit. I'm familiar with Salata Ibrahimović. I'm familiar. Superstar soccer player. Well, he came out and he had some comments concerning LeBron James and politics and, and, and athletes getting involved in politics. And I'm going to touch bases on this a little bit. And actually, do we have the clip? Can I, yeah, I'm going to play the clip and then we'll get into it. Here's the clip we have it? Okay. Yes. He's a phenomenal in what he's doing, but I don't like when people, when they have some kind of status and they go in and they do politics at the same time what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. Do the category you do. I play football because I'm the best in playing football. I don't do politics. If I would be a political politician, I would do politics. That is the first mistake people do when they become famous. And this come in a certain st- uh, status. Okay, so that was that was Salata's uh, quote. That's what he said. He's from Sweden. Um, and let me say this: LeBron James is obviously a prominent figure, and he's a prominent figure in the sports world and ultimately i think it's safe to say he's a prominent figure just in general um at this point at this point and he over the last couple years over the last several years he he has entered into the political spectrum he lebron james has backed hillary clinton uh for you know throughout her campaign for presidency uh and he's pushed back against president Trump's policies and he's been, and he's just been outsmoked outspoken on political issues. That's, that's correct. Okay. And now there's the, and that was the, that's the fame. And I must say, I'm not the political guy. I don't watch political TV. I don't watch political news. I'm not the guy that's on Fox news and CNN and, all these other uh, political channels. I'm just not. I, I'm not in, Not really into it, as you can tell. That is why I talk sports. <laughs> so I, I, that's what I do. And like I said, I have no problem with LeBron James interjecting on social issues or political issues. Just like... Throughout The Last Dance, when I was covering The Last Dance, I forgot the particular episode, but there was an episode, um, a portion of the episode, it talked about Michael Jordan's reluctancy, his reluctancy not to speak on political issues. And he got a lot of pushback. And he got, and you know, Michael Jordan had the famous quote, uh... Republicans, Republicans buy sneakers too. You know, he had that famous quote, and a lot of people, a lot of a lot of a lot of people, especially in the black community, didn't really like that. Really, weren't fans of that. And I think Michael Jordan has had every right not to speak on political issues. And I, I totally, I'm, I'm totally with that. I support that. And then with LeBron James speaking on political issues and being very outspoken and, you know, into the political spectrum, I'm fine with that, too. But. But. There is like the political world, it comes with a lot, the political world, it comes with a lot. Politics comes with a lot. And I and I, and I and I think LeBron he is advancing quote unquote the culture right he's advancing the culture and when i and, and more so i think the black community has needed their athletes to speak up and interject and use their their platforms that was what the whole nba bubble was about right but also politics it has some conflicting alliances like a simple one a more recent one a relevant one uh from last year was from la- from the last NBA season was Daryl Morey and the China incident and LeBron received a lot of backlash and you know it was very hypocritical and because obviously you know China in the NBA and LeBron and the money that they have invested into China and the China, China is a big part of the NBA fan base. And you had the LeBron really couldn't, you know, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those, it was a, but it was, it was a lot of people found it hypocritical. A lot of people were critical of LeBron and that is what the political world comes. That's that's what it comes with. That's the toy, that's the territory that it comes with. Um and and I was just thinking about what's the like LeBron, I think LeBron is genuinely a nice guy, I think. I don't think LeBron has no malice. I don't think he's out with I I, I just don't. I, I think LeBron he's genuinely a nice guy, I think. And I was just thinking, what are the negative things you could say about LeBron? Like, oh, he's not the greatest player of all time. Uh, you know, Skip Bayless obviously <laughs> is uh, is a heavy, heavy dose of LeBron. You know, like he he has a heavy, heavy dose of LeBron criticism. Um, what like what what are the, what are the negative things we can say about LeBron? His finals losses, but that's 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 about it. And and he's arguably. I mean, some people think he's the goat. He's and, he, and you know, in my opinion, I think he's arguably the second. He's the second greatest player of all time. He's the second greatest player of all time. But many people, you can't say, my point is, there's not much negative you can say about LeBron James, right? Like I said, he has his right, Michael Jordan has his right. Tax-paying, when you're a tax-paying citizen, just like the next man or women, you have the right, it's a free country, you have the right what you want to say. But politics is a dog-eat-dog world, it is a dog eat dog world, and, for, and, I, and I must say, for a basketball player, LeBron James is smart. He's smart for a basketball player. He's smart, but politics. There's the, I, and I, you know, in my in my college that I, that I go to, the university that I attend, American University, it's a it's a it's a political school, and I, <laughs> I a lot of people are a lot of students that go there, they are into politics. They are into politics. And that's why I say, I'm not the big, poli- I'm not the guy, I'm not the politician guy. I'm not. This is why I cover sports, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. But there's people that invest a lot, of, a lot of time into digging and to getting into politics. Because ultimately, you have to know a lot. And LeBron James, he's pretty well-versed. He's pretty well-versed, but he's not a politician. And I think that's Soliton's main point as far as athletes, entertainers staying out of politics, because that's where hypocrisy comes into play. A lot different alliances comes into play and so forth. And I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not mad. I'm not. And I know, I know people are going ki- to, I know people are killing. Oh, how can, how can Ibrahimovic be saying this and so forth? People are, you know, don't kill the messenger. Let's actually dissect the message, okay? Actually actually dissect the message. And what he's saying, it's not generally g- generally speaking, it's not wrong. But I know LeBron James, prominent figure within the black community, LeBron James, prominent figure within the within the country. And I'm glad that he's able to speak his mind and so forth i'm glad he's able to do it but like i said politics is a dog eat dog world that's really what it is it's a dog eat dog world but i'm glad i'm but like i said i'm i'm supporting i support lebron is you know in whatever he talks about within politics because most of the time it's 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 not with no any malice, most of the time it's with good intentions um now as a now as an American citizen, do I have to agree? do you have to agree? no, no, do you have to talk about it do you, if, if you want to talk about it, you can you have that right you have that freedom uh if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to you have that right you have that freedom you have that right, you have that freedom, but we're critical, but the thing is we're like americans people in this country are critical they're critical of politicians of every politician any politician that doesn't exclude anybody we're critical i don't i don't you know people are critical of politicians and that's and that's that's just it comes like i said it comes with the territory it comes with the job it comes with the job so um LeBron, I think LeBron, he responded to the comment. He says he's not going to stop talking about, you know, politics. And he 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 realizes the power that his voice has. And that is great. That is great. And that's good to see. But I'm glad because LeBron, ultimately with athletes speaking up, and mostly black athletes, really, speaking up on political issues, I think it's driving the it's driving the message home it's driving the message home and ultimately people are people are starting to see the disparities they're starting to see the disparities um within the black community and there's and and i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it not one single bit but but like i said there is repercussions as far as you know criticism when you when you when you throw your political opinion out there people are allowed to criticize and people are going to criticize ultimately. Let's be honest, people are going to criticize, but that is my take. That is my take. <clears throat> that is my take. So, yeah, um, don't want like I said, I don't want I didn't want to hold you guys any much longer. Uh, this is a good episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I will be back next week um maybe we got some free agency news maybe we got you know a trade went down a crazy trade went down or something or or some forth but without further ado i'm gonna let you guys go always remember two choices one decision uh thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of that zay kid podcast greatly appreciate it you guys are doing a great job keep spreading this podcast please 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 i greatly appreciate it and i am out peace